Hello and welcome to Quarantine Good, the podcast that looks at the things you've gotten into over the last year and decides which of those you should take with you as you head back into the real world and which of them we should never speak of again. I'm James Hamilton. I'm David Twighty. We are the two guys who are going to be judging the ways you've been spending your time. How you doing, James? I I'm I'm feeling good. It is uh you know, it's a, it's a beautiful New York day. Uh, and, and I'm happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. I like, yeah, it was super nice out today. The bar around the corner from my house has a great backyard and they just opened. So I was working there this afternoon and I am pleasantly drunk at about 7 p.m. on this Wednesday. So it's pretty the solid. Way to do it. Yeah, happy for you. <laughs> uh, we also have a great guest today. Uh, can you tell me a little about him? He's a, he's a really funny comedian. He You might know him from the What a Time to Be Alive podcast. It's Eli Uden, everybody. What's up, Eli? Yeah. Hey, everybody. What's up? Really? Comedy? I forgot all about comedy. What's that? <laughs> Does it still exist? I've heard rumors that it exists out there somewhere, but that it's gotten pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, pretty rough. <laughs> um, you know, mutual friend Kath and also co-host of my podcast, uh, her Twitter bio is like stand up was stand up comedian until 2020 may may again be stand up comedian in the future. Yeah. It just stopped. And yeah, then, um, I, I definitely feel that. But I was like, I, I don't I don't feel like putting that out. I just took comedian out of my bio on <laughs> stuff over the past yeah. year. It's oh, the wow. number one. I, I get yelled at on Twitter sometimes if I tweet some shit about, you know, like masks or whatever and then they always like they're like so a comedian yeah may, maybe not so much buddy and it's just like <laughs> at this point i don't care i've been doing it for like 10 years i just you can't hurt me like yeah it's, by but, the way for the listener eli very strongly anti-mask yeah, yeah really <laughs> aggressive it's a hoax <laughs> yeah i was like i was, I was yelling at you i was like you better not wear a mask in that bar you little you little shrimp you little <laughs> sheep shrimp and sheep you shrimp and then everybody's um, like, hey, that's dangerous. And you're like, I'm a comedian. Yeah. I am pushing it's, the limits. This is free speech, actually. I, um, like the, I like the shrimp and sheep as an alternative to the surf and turf. Mm, yeah. Mm, just, <laughs> just a lamb chop with a bunch oh, of barbecue boy. shrimp. That just seems like, like surf and turf is already a little bit like insane. But Oh, yeah. Land, sh- shrimp and sheep like that i'd feel like it's surf and turf but just even more healthier stomach just like anytime i see surf and turf on a menu it, rem- it feels like a vomitorium item it feels like something yeah, yeah. like then when you were expected to throw up after <laughs> <laughs> the problem for me is that i'm a, I'm a real sucker for rhymes so they're like mm. surf and turf and i'm like i don't want that it's gonna make my stomach hurt but god I have to order the thing that rhymes. I yeah, do it. it is catchy. I think yeah. that's probably what got it on the menu more than... I think it's certainly that's what's like, kept it around this long. James, <laughs> like, that's, like, that's like a rule that a genie has. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it rhymes, I have to eat it, damn it, god damn it. Well, you know, like, I, I just don't see any other way it makes the menu. If it doesn't have a cool name and somebody eats that, they're like, we can't serve this. This is... Also, it's like prohibitively expensive, isn't it? Like, it's usually like $75 yeah. <laughs> or something. Well, Eli, how has quarantine treated you it's you know it's i feel like it's gone in waves for me because i'm i don't know if either of you guys are are only children in the past but i feel like that really trains you for quarantine where Mm. it's like you know it's just like oh it's just like i'm in my attic again or whatever (laughs) you spent your childhood entertaining yourself and here you are again 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the same thing. It's just like video games, and but I mean, it, it went in waves. Like I did okay in the. I feel like that's the thing is you just like you kind of enjoy. For me, I've like enjoyed this solitude, and then I like get super stir crazy. And the very lucky thing is that you, like the the times I've gotten cra- really stir crazy are usually the times where stuff's gotten okay enough that there's like a couple outdoor shows and stuff where you can see people. Right. Um, but you know. I think I'm coming out of it healthier than I seem to see other people saying that they're coming out of it. Do, have but, you have you done things over quarantine to stay healthy or even be healthier than you were previously? Well, I just don't. Um, like, I haven't been drinking much at all because I don't like to just drink at home because then I just want to... For me, if I'm drinking, I want to go out and see people and... right all that so there's like for me like drinking three beers and then playing video games is i'm just like hey i'm kind of bad at this video game right now like i'm frustrated <laughs> and so like that but then also I've, I've been cooking a lot just because like you know seamless is when you get it like once a day that is extremely expensive yeah yeah so i've been doing a lot of cooking and that naturally because where i live and what's available to me to get delivered is like there's not a lot of healthy options so if I'm getting something delivered, it's usually like a huge Indian food special that's like possibly for two people. And <laughs> so eating better and stuff, like I've lost some weight, which seems to not be what most people in quarantine are doing. But yeah, I don't know. And then like the only thing which I think everybody had was like, like January was very dark. Oh, yeah. And I think I was texting some people. Everyone was searching. I was like, everyone's not okay this month, right? Oh, and yeah. everyone was like, it's bad. It's really... Because you just were, it was so cold and it was dark at 4 p.m. But the last thing that I did before quarantine is that I went to my first basketball game at Madison Square Garden. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Which is like, was very exciting. And looking back, was probably the worst possible thing that I could do. Where it was just like, how can I be around as many New Yorkers as possible? <laughs> yeah. But and it's so open. Madison Square Garden is like borderline outdoors, too. Tr- true. And this There's was the that. Big East tournament. You should have just stayed there until they started giving vaccines out on the floor. <laughs> you must have been. I was, I was bummed. I went. I don't know if you guys are getting vaccinated. I actually have my second shot tomorrow. Nice. I got mine at, at post office in the Bronx, which is awful to get to, obviously. <laughs> but I'm like, Madison Square Garden is forget forget Pfizer versus Moderna or whatever. If I got my shot at Madison Square Garden, I'd be like pretty pumped. I'd be like, where'd you yeah. get yours? Oh yeah, got mine on. They could, you know, the house that whatever built, like that sort of shit. <laughs> that so, whatever. <laughs> they yeah, can give me an unnamed generic brand that hasn't been tested on anyone if they will allow me to get my vaccine at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'll take that anything. When they when shoot, they, it, you get to shoot. It. Just let you shoot. Like, also, you should be able to shoot it like once. <laughs> You take should a half court shot. <laughs> yeah. Or just have like sta- like have a mini tramp and you get the vaccine and then you dunk. I guess that's probably bad because your arm, I don't know if like the vaccine squirts out. I feel like this is the <laughs> this is the most effective vaccine campaign that I have ever heard of, which is just you get to do a trampoline dunk at Madison Square Garden afterwards. Yeah. It's I good. D- Who is, would not is, be convinced? And they do Yankee Stadium too, right? Which is such a good way to get those like weird like old Italians that would like never get it because they're like, but I do want to go to the stadium. Like I get to go on <laughs> <with> Babus. <laughs> like whatever. 
so so Eli, uh, what was the what was the quarantine activity uh, that you got into over the past year that you're bringing to us tonight? Oh man, well. I don't now knowing the stakes, you know, that you guys are going to say whether I should keep doing it. I don't know if it's going to make <laughs> that, but I feel like I may have an ally in here on it. I don't remember. I feel like I may have talked to you about it before, James, but I don't know. I couldn't. It could just be that you. I usually you're usually wearing glasses. So yeah, like, I, think I, think just glasses. <laughs> yeah. I think it might just be my glasses. <laughs> I think it might just be my general vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fellas, I have returned to the world of Magic the Gathering. The collectible card game invented by Richard Garfield. Wow. During quarantine. Uh, friend so, of the show, Richard Garfield. <laughs> yeah, you know, hit him up. Well, so I feel like most people know what Magic the Gathering is. Can you give a, a brief description and and also tell your history with Magic the Gathering? Yeah. So I'm not going to, uh, even though I like it a lot, I'm not, I don't give a shit about the lore. I'm not going to start talking about like, you're a planeswalker. I don't give a shit. It's just fun. <laughs> it's fun and it has cool art. Um, yeah, so Magic the Gathering is a collectible card game that's been out for a long ass time. It's like one of the original, like every, a lot of people know about Hearthstone now and there's like another one. Those are mostly clones of Magic, which has been around the longest. Um so it's one of those things where, you know, you, you build a deck of cards and you buy booster packs. So it's like gambling for kids, which is cool. And um, uh, so my history was with it was that I was a big old nerd when I was a kid. So I played a lot of Magic when I was probably 12 to 14, around there. And I played it seriously. Like I went to, I would go to a, a, a game store out in Rockville, Maryland, because um, I was from D.C., called Dream Wizards. And like play in their events and stuff, you know, like I play, I would play in tournaments. I wouldn't win. I was 12, but. <laughs> well, maybe a good question is how do you win magic? The gathering, how you win. So the main way to win is that you start each game. Each player has 20 life points, you know, and through a variety of different ways through like a spell or through, you know, creatures that attack you. If you're unable to stop them with what you have, they do damage and you gradually get work down to zero. And then when you get to zero, one person gets to zero, you lose. And then there's some other weird cases, which one of the ones that you actually see that I always think is cool is that if you run out of cards, you lose. Um, so you have 60 cards in your deck. You can have more, but mm. nobody does just because it's better for probability and stuff. You you know, it's like, it's like the sign of like somebody who is new to magic or like plays just as fun is like walking into a, game store or tournament they just have some fucking like foot tall it's like every card they think is cool I, in one day right. yeah right i i played when i was like i haven't played since i was like 10 but i was like very into it when i was a little kid mm -hmm. uh for a brief period because my older brother was and uh like i all of my decks were definitely like 150 cards yeah. or whatever every color it's just like uh, i just Listen, I want. I have this is black and blue, and it's just every cool uh, card yeah. that I have. Which, yeah. which is another cool thing about Magic is that the art is unbelievable. If you're into fantasy art at all, they're like just completely above every other game, and like the quality of the art on the cards, you know, the illustrations. So, like for kids, that's all you really have to have. But it was like in uh, high school. So I basically stopped because I started doing crew in high school, and then I that was all I had time for. Um, and I stopped playing Magic. What a turn of events. 
I would guess that that is one of the most uncommon leaps that there is. Like I was <laughs> into magic, and then... because doing crew is one of the most like it is one of the like buffest groups of people <laughs> and yeah. like strongest groups of people. Uh, not to say that you can't be strong as hell and do magic. I, I guess yeah. maybe we need to check ourselves on this one. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. I don't know <laughs> Especially back then. There weren't like... Now I feel like there's a lot of like Twitch streamers and like gamer people that are like also really into fitness, but not, not then. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it was more of a thing of like my whole group of friends started doing crew. So I was like, either I do crew or I don't have friends anymore because... People doing crew don't have time to do other shit. So I like pretty much stopped. But one time we were going to, uh, I think we were going to like Stotesbury, which is a big gathering invitational crew thing. And it's a long bus ride. And so one of the other people on the team was like, hey, did anybody used to play magic? Let's bring our magic cards to play on the bus for like a fun goof. And that person was you. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, hey, guys, it would be, you know, be funny. It would be like really. But. You know, the people brought their magic cards. They're like, I'll bring mine. And so everybody else had the, like, fun, like, this is every creature I think looks cool, like, big stack. And I had the, like, 60 cards flat, streamlined, <laughs> like, <laughs> like in sleeves, in a box. And if you were, like, you know, if you asked me, I'd be, like, ideal turn one play is this. Turn two, like, I knew, like, it was, it was a deck I'd played in tournaments. And I played, like two games and then everyone was just like this isn't what we wanted like this is not fun like <laughs> you're just like destroying everybody you're like so. the person when people go to karaoke and everyone's like we're gonna have fun and then there's one person who very clearly sang seriously and everyone's like this is not a good yeah. time anymore yeah and I, real real bane from dark knight rises you <laughs> merely adopted the darkness i was born in it well, it would be good if someone sang as bane that was what i was thinking i just um, want to use your love tonight <laughs> um well i'm a bit we could talk karaoke there, that's like the opposite of quarantine hobby where it's like the thing i miss more than anything right no that's yeah. a category that we've come up with called yeah. quarantine bad yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's, don't that's do that quarantine um, dangerous i do have a, a question for you though because i think that like while magic the gathering may or may not be relatable to people as they're listening i think what is extremely relatable is using the last year to go back and explore past interests. That is a thing that I have heard about quite a bit. So I'm curious how you decided to revisit Magic the Gathering. If it was you thinking, I'm going to do this, or if it was someone else saying, like inviting you to do this. I think it's a combination. I think what you're saying is something I've thought about where I think part of the reason people are going back to a lot of the stuff they used to do when they were younger is that like because of the quarantine and because of the isolation and people you're basically forced to fill all of your time in the day and there's nothing going on to distract you. You're not going to work. You're not like, no, not maybe you work from home, but like there's no distraction. So I think it, it's drawn into relief. Like this is sort of what happened for me too. It's like you kind of start to realize what stuff you actually genuinely enjoyed and that passes time for you versus mm -hmm. stuff that you would sort of do yes like on and off or whatever and especially when comedy's not there and like you know like you're sitting at home because you can't go to a bar you can't go do comedy or whatever it's like 
okay, I have like six hours to fill. Like I need something that actually I will enjoy for a while. We'll go back, see what used to, the sort of stuff that you used to be able to dump you know, dozens of hours into. Yeah. Probably still interesting to you. I mean, the only reason magic isn't interesting and it is like slightly lame, I guess, to, to talk about as an adult. Like, you and you just don't bring it up at bars. It's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's similar experience to me with like pro wrestling, where it's like, I, I, this is, I got back into it before quarantine, but like when I stopped watching, I was a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid. And I stopped watching when I was like 16 because I was like, I would like to have a girlfriend. <laughs> there's, uh, a, there's a bit of that in the magic too. Yeah. The yeah. crew is like, and I get ripped. Okay. <laughs> so what does it look like to play magic, the gathering now, like on the internet or in under quarantine? It's, they did a really good job. I think cause they had the bad version for so long. So, you know, it's, it's the cards like look good and, some of them have little animations, but it's not over the top. It's, you know, it doesn't make me feel like I'm, it's not like for kids or <laughs> I'm something. I'm not playing a damn cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think they did a good job of being like, people don't want it to be that different. It just, they just want it to be, you know, and they got a little stuff. You get a little pet, sits on the side of your game, you know. I know you predicted that I was into Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And honestly, I feel complimented by that. Uh, just, I'm glad you do. I, I wouldn't, you know, many people would not. Be. I mentioned it as a profound insult. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, as you're talking about like comedy festivals, I, I feel like when people are into something like Magic the Gathering, they're very into it. And uh, so, you know, I'm always happy to be, you know, grouped into a, a you know, a group of people who are just passionate about something, just to be included in a group. I like to seem like yeah. I like something. I like to seem, yeah, like I, I have my own thoughts and things like that. I, But here's what I think is appealing about what you're telling me, both in general, but also specifically in terms of quarantine, is this game sounds very immersive. Like, yeah. it's and it sounds like, uh, you know, you're you're playing with other people as well. So there's a connection element to the things yeah. that are going on. They did remove one thing they removed from online when they went to arenas is the ability to, to chat with your opponent, because as you might imagine, they were like, <laughs> you can talk to your opponent. I bet that everybody will be saying nice play. And instead they were like, there's a lot of violent threats and like, <laughs> like and like very homophobic things being thrown around. So now all you can do is click your guy and say stuff like, hello, or nice. Like yeah. you just have like five things you can say. <laughs> or like, I'm thinking. Like <laughs> I've played a lot of chess during quarantine. Oh, and yeah. chess.com oh, yeah. chess.com also disabled the, the chat feature. They got rid of it? I was playing chess.com for a little bit and I think there was still chat, but nobody it talked It was to such me. a prominent part where it was just like if you made somebody angry or they didn't like it, you know, they're like, you little yeah. shit. You wouldn't have won if I, you know, whatever. But yeah. now you have to accept an invite to chat. Mm. And so I was just getting rinsed. So I don't think people were mad at me. I was just getting <laughs> run over. People were just like, are you real? Are you a child? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just like, and they're always from like, <laughs> not that it matters just funnier to me there's like a name that would suggest that they're like 14 and then they're from like you know like slovakia like i, keep, yes. I don't know why i keep bringing up slovakia but it's just like damn this like venezuelan <laughs> child is wrecking me like i cannot that is handle my his strategy 
my favorite part of chess.com is the fact that a man from Northern Macedonia can ruin my day. You know, yeah. like he has the ability to just make me feel like such an idiot for, yeah. for a while. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't been playing from, as much. From like... northern Macedonia, even not the good part mm. of Macedonia, <laughs> not yeah. the warm part. I, <laughs> I well, that's it, it is funny. I've spoken to other people who play chess.com, and for some reason, there is an incredibly disproportionate number of people from northern Macedonia. For just who the play Carpathian Mountains, Dracula <laughs> just wrecked my shit on yeah. chess.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, again, this like leans into because I think there's a lot of overlap between people who like chess and people who like magic because it's got the same thing. And like, I think the other reason that it's such a good quarantine thing and what what is the the hallmark of a good quarantine thing is that it's incredible. Like, you don't have to go into it, but it's incredibly deep if you do want to go into it. Yeah. Like, you could play it. You can also spend like three hours reading like like you know theory like, like the yeah i didn't want to say theory so let's try to think of a different word but like you could read a bunch of articles on like the game and like there's a lot to learn and a lot to go into i think that, that is yeah that is the time. hallmark of a good quarantine activity is, is yeah. the ability to go as deep as you possibly want i think that's why people got into cooking it's like everyone was saying like, oh, people are baking right now, but people were at v different depths in terms of like what their cooking journey was. You know, yeah. some people were going deep into making like old family recipes and other people were like, I just dropped things into a crock pot and it's fun to do this. I never got to do this before. At the, yeah. at the beginning of quarantine, I had kind of a similar thing with Stephen King, uh, where it's like, like he's, I mean, he's genuinely one of my favorite authors. Like we, we could talk all day about like the problems with his stuff, but like, <laughs> He's good at what I he got does. a couple notes, Steve. But, but one of the one of the things. Well, I mean, if he has a black character, they're always magic, and it's super fucked up. But like, but his his books are very accessible by themselves. But also, he has like this broader multiverse, which is something that I've like. I've always been a big fan of just aggressive world building. Uh, so so like, I I feel like you can read it. Which I mean, by itself, it's a thousand pages. It's a pretty big commitment. But you can also go further. Okay, what was that clown monsters deal? And you can mm -hmm. like go further into it. And get some wikis, stuff. which yeah. are a great time sucks. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was. I'm. This is just a side thing. But I've been watching this show on Netflix that's called The Irregulars. I don't think it's fantastic, but it's interesting. You know, it's a fun thing to watch. It's like Sherlock Holmes, but also there's like some weird little street children that have like powers and it's good, but there is like the most magical, magical black guy in it. And he's, uh, I mean, they're, they do a good job of casting. It's diverse cast, but this one dude is like the, the girl with powers like visits him through her mind. And he literally lives in like Louisiana and wears like a full white suit <laughs> and oh, is no. like, so you discovered my mind. Like it's oh, like no. he's like Baron uh, Samady from the the James Bond movie or whatever. It is like he's like the same as like whatever movie that was where Morgan Freeman was God. It's like that. It's like literally that. 
where he's oh. like, you have a lot to learn about the supernatural. And it's like, it's just like, I get why it's in there, but I was like, you had to know you could like tone this down a little bit to literally traveling through like the paranormal dimension to end up on a fucking like <laughs> true detective like, season one dude he's he lives on the fucking bayou like he <laughs> sh- shows up on like the edge of his dock and he's like sipping lemonade in a white suit and has a cane and talks with like a heavy louisiana accent it's just yeah. like oh my god like have a crawfish like, yeah like like bagger vance would be like chill out like you are <laughs> oh, this is a lot so that that's magic Make him a card. Just <laughs> Make him a card. In. There's a yeah. guy who gathered some magic. Mm-hmm. I feel like my impression of Magic the Gathering is that it was always a precursor to what video games became. That at the time that Magic the Gathering, maybe this is incorrect, but at the time that Magic the Gathering exists, it was a more strategic thing that you could go deeper than video games would kind of allow you to do. And over time, you had video games that offered you that. So, like, am I wrong? And, like, why why Magic the Gathering over video games? I mean, usually it's both, I think, for the <laughs> people who are into <laughs> yeah. one. There's a the hot, big overlap. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, like, you could be into video games and not Magic, but if you're into Magic, you probably play video games. Like... But um, I think I would say, like, video games came more from D&D, where, like, Dungeons and Dragons, most people know D&D, like, Dungeons and Dragons had that thing of, like, role-playing and, like, like uh, you know, and then a lot, some video games sprouted out of basically people being like, can we automate all the math from D&D so that you don't have to do that part and you can just, like, play more, you know, and there's games that still come out that are basically just the bones of D&D, like, Baldur's Gate is just automated D&D where you get to just put cool armor on your guy you don't have to be like calculating you know misses and hits and stuff magic I don't it's a different thing now they go really deep on the lore but the other thing about it was like for me at least like magic wasn't like you didn't really it was like the opposite of role-playing because you weren't like this might have been how I played it but I wasn't like into the like I'm a wizard thing it is like it was pretty much acknowledged that you were just two people playing a game that mm. happened to have like cool creatures, but yeah, you know it was like more of a collectible thing than that. Um, I mean, if there's anything from video games that it owes to Magic, it's like loot boxes. Like Magic was the original like low 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 key gambling for kids because you know you buy a sealed pack of cards, you don't know what's in it, um, <laughs> and then you might get a card that's worth that you can immediately trade back for like four more booster packs. It's just literally (laughs) house always um, wins. Yeah. Um, So I don't think it's like, I think it's different. It's to me, magic is closer. Like, like the mood that I have to be in where I'm like, I want to play magic or something. It's actually closer to chess or like a board game or something like that Mm. versus because it's kind of, it's not slow, but it's like, it's well it's very rules oriented you know it's yeah. like it's very it's very much like uh like i, I and i mean i i'm not like a and guy so i don't really know how uh, like i don't really understand all of the distinctions between those two but like magic to me feels way more like a precursor to a lot of current board games that, that we have than like yeah. uh than oh. video games per se the big, the big thing that people always said, and it's all Magic had like a huge resurgence. It's actually, I think, might be bigger than ever right now. 
But the thing people always said is that it basically feels like a combination of chess and poker because it's deeply strategic, but also you got to draw the card you need. Like it's, right. and that's pure random, pure just randomness. So I think it hits both of those in a way that's like very satisfying where you're like, it's like the opposite where it's like, if you play a strategy game at a certain point, you crack it. Cause you're like, I just know what to do. Right. And then, so by adding this randomness into it, it's like, as, at least a little bit of you have six planes in your hand what are you gonna yeah do? it's yeah. like you know it's like what am i gonna do if this happens what, what are my possible and the game plays out differently and then it goes to another level like what i play most of is actually um so in, there's two main like ways to play if you're playing in like a i mean there's a lot of ways but the two main things are like constructed and limited is what they call the two things and constructed is what you probably know it's you built a deck ahead of time and you show up, plop it down. I'm playing with these cards. I know every card in this deck. I built it. Like, I know how to do it. And then what I play a lot more of is what they call limited, which is like usually it's like a draft thing mm. where what you do is you sit down at a table with it's eight other, seven other people, eight people, and you each get like three of these 15 card packs and you open them and like take turns picking a card and passing the rest. So you have to actually build the deck you use where you have literally no idea what cards you're going to be playing with or like anything about how, what you're going to do before that starts. So it's like, that's what I really like playing. Cause it's like, yeah, there's strategy, but you also have to completely figure out what it's going to be while you're, when you get there, you know, that is like, so exciting to me that that description this is really just i just got to get you into magic yeah i mean also if anybody's thinking about it arenas it has also been very very hard historically to get people into it because it's one of those games where you're like okay so these are the basic rules and while i'm talking about it there's these other uh, rules and then these rules apply in like certain situations but like and arenas actually does a really good job of um like easing you into it i think and you can play a good amount without spending money, which is also a big plus. Well, I mean, so that's that's one of the biggest things about like playing any of these things online, which like th- this is a huge thing with video games, and especially like we talked about 2K earlier, but oh my like God. like the barrier for entry to online play is so high a lot of the time because yeah. it's just like you you're coming into this and you're like I am a beginner at this, I'm kind of a fan of this, and then. You just have like some fourteen-year-old who's just like dropping uh, deep threes on you and calling you a, a word that I don't want to repeat for yeah, gay people. Their name you know? when it pops like, up at the bottom of the yeah. screen is just ca- calculated to say a slur without yeah, being right? filtered. Um, also, what were you said? Because I think I interrupted you, James, and you're like, "This is very interesting about the drafting." Oh, I just think so. A thing that I love is when a game is a mix of strategy and chance it's uh, mm-hmm. like you know for a long time i've always loved uh backgammon and the beca- for this exact same reason which is that like you can win on strategy alone but also you have to roll the dice and if you don't roll it like if it doesn't roll your way you just won't win and I love games that are that way, but I also love things that are like immersive and kind of reward going very deep on the topic. And I think that like 
that's why I've never gotten into Magic the Gathering is it seems like something that you can't do casually. Like it seems like something that you have to learn all the rules and then in order to enjoy, you have to like do this a lot and be good at this. I mean, at this point, like how often are you like playing Magic the Gathering? Is this a once a month thing, once a week? Like uh, what oh. would... Or even multiple at the peak of multiple times a week. Yeah. Like I stream it three days a week, but I not every day, but like it's, it's quarantine also, but it's like a nice, I, I probably do. I mean, I cycle it. It's that in 2k and, and, and like maybe overwatch once in a while. And those are usually like the things I'll choose to do the day to pass the time, but multiple times a week. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, but I, I think it's better now. It's easier to play it more casually because it also helps that, you know, the online one has a natural matchmaking system. So, like, you can play against people who also don't take it that seriously. Yeah. You're not going to get a match where yeah. it was kind of the opposite. Where if you, like, you walked into a hobby shop and just sat down and were like, who wants to play? Like, you're probably going to get wrecked by some, like, nasty. Also, you don't, like, look, the, some of the – I'll defend some of it, but also, like, some of the stereotypes are true. Like, there were tournaments where I'm sure my mom was, like, don't like sit near him. Like, and, like, I have, <laughs> like I have to, he's my opponent. And then she'd be like, ugh, like. Yeah. Well, I think before David and I kind of decide where this goes on the board, one lingering question that I have is, you know, clearly this is a thing that you enjoyed in the past, is a thing that you have enjoyed during quarantine. What do you anticipate will be your relationship with Magic the Gathering once this is all the way over? I think I'm going to continue playing it. I don't. I think that part of the reason I stopped was if, at first it was time in high school, and then it was more convenience than anything. And this is so convenient. And I think I'll play it maybe less when there's other stuff to do, which is kind of nice that I don't think it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to go do something because I'd rather just right. play this for hours and hours and hours. Right. But it's like a good, and because it's online and stuff, you know, versus if it was paper, I, if I want to, especially those things that I like to do, the drafts, you have to have eight people to do that, which is a very hard to do in a lot in real life a lot. If you don't know a lot of people who play it and like, it has to be planned getting eight people together. Like trying to imagine getting eight comedians making to commit Magic to the anything. Gathering players find yeah. eight friends. That's yeah. so cruel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's also like we we used to do drafts sometimes in the creek in the cave in the back, and like it was like <laughs> rest in peace, dude. You got you got to get rest eight, in you Austin, get, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you got to get eight people together, comedians who have to commit to a time, and if like. More than one or two of them cancel. It's you, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. But on online, like I can draft. I mean, it's probably against you know, like you're saying, like some Macedonian teen or whatever. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> if I just like couldn't sleep, I could at one in the morning just log on and be like, I'm gonna do a draft. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I think it's like I'll, I'll probably keep playing it. Also, like I said, people come out of the woodwork where now I have friends who I already was friends with through comedy or whatever, who um. <clears throat> now I talk to them about it. You know, like when a new set comes out, we're like, Oh, what do you think is good in this set? What do you think is bad? And like, it's, that's just fun too. One of them is fucking really good. Oh, wow. And <laughs> does all that shit. Like it does like tournaments. I think he gets like invited to qualifiers, but, um, I think I'll probably keep doing it. I don't think it's, 
And I feel like I'm going to, even the amount I play now is not that prohibitive to like me getting other shit done. So, well, David, where do you think this would go on the board? I mean, this, this feels uh, good to me. This feels like a legitimately good activity. Like for, for one thing, like you're, you're doing it with other people. Like the fact that you're connecting with other human beings in your life over this, uh, over this hobby, it feels like a positive thing to me. I mean, I would, uh, probably put this over all the Jack Reacher novels. Honestly, I would, that's all I can hope for. (laughs) I've I've seen the board and I'm like, gotta get over. But I think it's funny to mention the Jack Reacher thing. Cause it's just, I think magic still has a stink on it where it's like, I think that is what you're competing against. Like yeah. where it's like in some people's minds, like reading and it's like, and I'm not shitting on fucking, uh, like, like, uh, pulp, pulp fiction. Like, like I think you better not stories. Jack Reacher's going to show up at yeah, your house. Yeah. He's going to break your head <laughs> with his giant hands. Yeah. But I'm saying like, like, I think those books are great. If you enjoy them, you should read them. But it's yeah. like, I don't think that just because it's reading, like, should jump it above as, like, something an adult does. Where it's like, you know, my mom's read every fucking Clive Cussler book there is. And, like, those are basically, like, just because you're, like, reading a physical book, it's not like it's truly opening your mind yeah you know, you're and, not reading theory you're not reading like well yeah. and and the the big the big distinction here for me is that reading something is a solitary activity which is like and, and I, as i think about that i'm thinking about how we should rearrange our entire board but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the very fact that like you have like people that you're keeping in closer touch with because you both enjoy this thing is to me like a good thing also a very quarantine good thing but like yeah i think for me part of the i mean i think for me so much of what you're saying are things that if you were to remove the sort of stereotypes around magic the gathering people would be very into talking about strategy talking about connecting with people over something like uh you know the the sort of like i i you know the main thing is what you said almost at the beginning of this conversation which was just we all have had to evaluate how we actually want to spend our time and i think that most people would relate to that and i but i do think that magic the gathering has a certain like stereotype around it where i even as i'm thinking about myself I, like as we're coming into this conversation i'm like there's no way magic the gathering is anything above quarantine good but as we're saying this yeah. i'm like this is absolutely better than some of the things that we have at the bottom of good there's no yeah. there's well, no way that it's not yeah yeah so david we feel uh i i would put this between every jack reacher novel and the last dance the last yeah. dance would be above magic the gathering and then jack reacher novels that's what's the, the last dance it's that's, the it's the michael jordan documentary oh that watching that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah oh, watching yeah. The, the last dance uh, between two watching two different tv shows yeah, that yeah, feels yeah. fair <laughs> feels fair you know uh yeah so i i feel good about that um yeah, Eli, where can people find more from you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at just my name, Eli Uden, E-L-I-Y-U-D-I-N. You can listen to my podcast, comes out every Monday with Kath Barbadoro and Patty Moe, uh, Patrick Monahan from Twitter. Uh, 
and comedians in their own right. Uh, called What a Time to Be Alive, where we rank the five weirdest news stories of the week. And you can find me playing Magic the Gathering on Twitch yeah. at twitch.tv slash pig underscore dog. So <laughs> you can, if, you, if, the, if you're like, I want to see what this thing feels like, you know. I actually finally have people that <clears throat> watch me on Twitch that are like, that know me from pod, to my podcast or Twitter and are like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't get Magic, but uh, the card sounds are soothing to me. Like it's basically ASMR. They're like, you just say the words I don't understand and then there's soft card flipping. And it's like <laughs> nice to me. So I'm like, all right, you yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And, and we've we've had Kath on the show already, but like, uh, yeah. what a time to be alive is genuinely one of my favorite podcasts. And like, <sighs> I think part of it is just I love listening to my friends hang out, but it's so like light and funny and fun. So yeah, we try. You were gonna make it really heavy during quarantine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Changed our minds. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, just our number one news story. Have you seen what's going on in Bolivia, folks? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that is most of the story. We have to get like AP oddities because everything else is like, and we have to do that with. There's a peek behind the curtain. We even have to do that with funny ones because, like, we had a story last week that was like, "Lady gets hit by a turtle, <laughs> like on the highway," and then we like read it, and it's like she is in a vegetative state like it's not really we like always have to check stories where it's like did someone die that like, turtle and, didn't come here to make friends yeah and there's a lot of like weird crimes where sometimes they're a weirdo but then sometimes it becomes quite clear that they're like having deep mental health issues yeah, it's like, yeah. okay yeah like yeah. it's like a crazy nude guy tried to rob a bank and he's like <laughs> And then you read it, and they're like, "He was screaming for medication." And it's like, oh, yeah, "Jesus fucking Christ!" So we try to keep it light. Um, oh. To think that back in 2016, we thought we could just make a bunch of jokes about the news, and everything would solve itself. Uh, oh boy! I mean, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything that's gone wrong since then. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And nothing the media has been responsible for. Either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly not. Uh, uh, David, you yeah. Where yeah, can people find you, you? You can you can follow me on Twitter at Twitey, just T V E I T E. That's pretty much it. What about you, James? Yeah, I'm at the Jam Ham uh, on everywhere that you'd find me. Uh, but mainly, you can find me and David here every week. We have a new guest. Uh, we will be back next week talking about quarantine activities. Uh, Eli, thank you so much. My pleasure. And Twitey, talk to you soon. We love you all. Have a good day or night or whatever time it is right now. <laughs> Quarantine Good is produced by Katie Gresset Diaz. Katie is also our audio engineer. Quarantine Good is part of the Authentic Podcast Network. You can like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will talk to you next week.